Oh, Ross TV. Okay, well, um, thank you very much. And thank you so much for the invite. It's very special to be here. Um, so I came up last night to go to the Great British Entrepreneurs Award, which um, was at the Glee Club. And the compare was the guy from uh, the Go Compare <laughs> advert. It was a very surreal event, was it not? Um, and I'm very pleased to um, be a finalist for that, but absolutely overwhelmed and wobbly need at the fact that I uh, was presented with this. <laughs> Nobody knows me. That's probably the worst gift to give. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I think it's something that social entrepreneurs have to just get over that you are going to be looked at and photographed, and you're going to be asked to speak. So, as someone who is um, an introvert and a bit of a recluse, it's quite a big deal. Uh, so, for the first time, I've had to write myself some notes because I'm a bit overwhelmed today. And I and you are so important. And this is really what social enterprise movement is about amazing positive women who are all making an impact and a change around the table who will go away this afternoon and just shine and sparkle and um, so for those of you who ha we haven't chased you on Facebook sorry if we, we can't get rid of us once you followed us but um, so Hey Girls was set up by myself and my daughters uh, and I think when we met early on, you guys came up and filmed myself and my daughter, who just had a baby. Yeah. And the baby really was the star of the show, which is quite <laughs> lovely. Um, so we set up Hey Girls, um, and the backstory, as most social entrepreneurs have got some kind of backstory. My backstory is that I brought my kids up on benefits. They're in their all in their 30s now and um, we didn't talk about periods then we didn't talk about menstruation we really don't talk about it now but back then you certainly didn't and I didn't realize I was in period poverty as it's now trendily framed but absolutely I was I was on the breadline I was borrowing money from doorstep lenders it was not a great time in my life so fast forward all these years um, and the whole period poverty the whole tampon tax kind of thing started to come to life and I had the conversation with my girls to say what we can do about it shall we do a cake bake shall we do you know shall we do something and um, it grew in the telling and before I knew what we were doing we'd done focus groups up and down the UK we'd created a brand oh that one's upside down and um, created a brand which is hey girls and we started selling um, uh, period pads and uh, and it took off from there pretty quickly so we're um, in eight, within 18 months, we're now stocked in Asda, Waitrose, the co-op Friday, we go live in Scott Mid, which is lovely, really love to, be, love to be in local communities with our product. And um, we sell online, we've got masses of government contracts across Scotland, in England, we got our first Welsh contract last week. Um, and we also work with distribution partners that sell our products to buildings like this, along with their stationery. So. <coughs> It has grown. It's a bit of a no-stopping kind of organization now. And just in 18 months, we have donated through our buy one, give one model, I think it's 5.6 million packs of 
products. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's a lot of bags. <laughs> and I also, when we had our first one, I thought, you know, this container of pads came into Grangebound's port, and I did think we may never sell this. <laughs> but we did, but we did. So this is, um, I've never been asked to do a provocation before. I had to Google it, because I didn't know really yeah. what it was. But actually, to start a conversation about why do we do what do we do, what, what drives you to do what you do every day, and what is your responsibility around, around being a change maker. So um, <clears throat> I'm not a campaigner. I'm definitely not someone who takes to the streets and waves their tampon around their head and does all that phenomenal work that women do. But I, <clears throat> I did have a go at doing that once in life. It was not overly successful. So when I was a girl, I was brought up in the Lake District and there was a marina in, in, um, in our town in Morecambe and the animals in there were kept in really poor conditions. So I decided I was going to find out how to free the dolphins <laughs> kind of thing. And so uh, with a group of girlfriends, took to the streets with a polystyrene coffin with a blow-up uh, dolphin in it. And we marched up and down the streets and the police came and the press came and, and that was that kind of thing. And there was an old guy that was watching, sitting on the wall, watching all this going on. And at the end of it, he came over, he was shaking his head and he said, look, there are other ways to achieve your goals. He said, meet me tomorrow and I'll show you. So I thought, oh, I'm going to be molested here by anybody. Meet this guy. And he went to the marina and he went round with a yellow crayon and he put marks on everything he considered to be a safety risk. He was a civil engineer and he said, the way to free those animals is to shut this building down, not to free the animals. And I thought, God, you were so smart, you old guy. And it, I, it stayed with me that there are so many other clever ways to do things if you just think outside the box for five minutes. So Hey Girls operates in two worlds, two very, very different worlds. So as I mentioned, with all those inc incredible campaigners, and you've probably seen them on the news, you know, they pick it outside number 10 and they take to the streets in their thousands with their tampon tax banners. Um, what I adore about those organizations, apart from they're predominantly led by feisty women, really feisty as hell women, um, but uh, they work as a, as a group, and it's almost like a relay race. They have energy, they run at a campaign, and when they are feeling worn <coughs> down, they know that somebody else is ready to pick up the baton and, 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 baton and, and run forward with it. Um, they are surrounded by like-minded people who are 100% bought into the cause, absolutely committed to making a social change. Um, and they celebrate every tiny milestone. Not something that we do as social entrepreneurs. We just go for the next thing, the next thing, and oh, that was last week. No, 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 I think I just said it to you. That was last week. On we go. But they celebrate every single thing that any of them does as a collective win. And I think that is something that we need to learn from campaigners. So the other world we hang out in is the manufacturing space, manufacturing and sales of menstrual products, which tends to be very large, the four that we all know, the big boys, and they are run by men, and that is all about uh, shareholder value. That's all about how do they get a bigger slice of the pie, how do they sell product as cheaply as possible with as much profit as possible, and how do, you know, how do they get a bigger slice of that. But what is interesting is how they use those campaigners to raise their own profile. So certain brands would do a 
buy one, give one, and have it fronted up by maybe a pop star. But actually, when you dig into it, it's buy one pack and it's give one pad. And they're using all the social media from that gorgeous person who we all trust because she sings so sweetly um, to, to lead their campaign. So I think it's it's quite an interesting space um, for us to um, for us to be in. And when we first started Hey Girls, I used to write to Procter & Gamble every single week, gave them a little wave saying, hey, look at what Hey Girls is doing over here. You know, we just donated another pack. You could do this too. And I still firmly believe that those guys could eradicate period poverty this weekend if they put their minds to it. But they don't choose to because that is not their motivation. Um, so this, I guess all social entrepreneurs and all social enterprises, it's this balancing act. So we need to sell product like the big boys to donate product. And how does that, you know, how does all of that work? Um, we can only eradicate period poverty if we sell a lot of product. That, that's just how it works. Um, and we need to campaign to raise awareness and encourage companies. So this building here, I've just been to the loo. There's no period products in the loo here. So if someone gets caught short at this meeting today, this lovely lunch, what's going to happen? Probably they're going to leave or they're going to ask them, well, you've got a tampon? Mm -hmm. And if you don't, they're going to go. So what are we doing about looking after our workforces around period dignity? Um, it, it, it's about keeping women in work, it's about keeping them safe, it's about making them feel valued. But we give out hand soap and paper towels, why don't we give out menstrual products? They're not in period poverty, but then everybody gets caught short. So I think that, you know, that's something that we've just started to um, do quite a lot of work around. So we, we did a little focus session with um, some companies who we thought might be up for something quite bold um, and you know, a good, good Scottish company is Brewdog and they've got 54 bars and they run quite risky campaigns and uh, so they put our products in their washrooms in all of their bars for their staff but for their customers to use and of course if they did it then Vodka uh, Revolution Bars did it and then we, were, we, uh, we spoke to Zero and so they put our products in their washroom and even auto trader so if you think about auto trader really interestingly 500 mainly men in their offices in manchester if we want to get girls into stem how do we approach those women how does you want young women how do we say this is the kind of company you want to work for because we care about you so you have a really great opportunity to influence across perhaps sectors that you that you wouldn't you wouldn't normally think about um, so we're very transparent away the way that we run our business. We, you know, we talk about how much things cost, and we talk about how we donate to, and, and, and what's in our products. So all of our products, I throw tampons at every man I meet. If I can get him to have a pack of the tampons, I'm a very happy woman. Um, but our, our products are all plastic-free. They're organic cotton. They're bamboo pads. All people on these boxes are our team. There's, a, there's my daughter-in-law in there. There's my daughter's best friend, there's our intern and that one. They're real women that we just said, do you fancy being on a box? And actually, you know, I, I do do the, um, the anti-cell. So I say, you're going to be, we start to be in the box of tampons. They go, oh, go on then. And they say, okay, so you could be an Asda. You still want to be on that box. But actually, they're hugely influential young women. They're standing up for what they, what they believe in. Um, 
So I think as leaders of social enterprises, we put ourselves under immense pressure, immense pressure. Um, and we choose to do so. That's not saying, oh, poor little me. But actually, you do do it because you are driven to do it. Um, it's, and I think it's our duty to do it. I mentor, <coughs> always mentor for social entrepreneurs because I've had so much support over the last 18 months. But actually, over my life, I've had phenomenal support. It's, I think it's your duty to make space to help someone on their journey and to try and influence them around what is the impact and so what about what you're doing. That sounds great and your mum's going to buy some and your granny will buy some, but so what? What's the impact that you're going to make? So start there with the impact and work your way back. So I think um, mentoring is something that we all really need to sign up to doing. Um, but I mentioned the sort of you know the pressure we put ourselves under quite rightly. So we fly so many flags, don't we? Around this table, people will be on boards and all sorts of things. And we spoke about you being on, on boards earlier. Um, so I'm Celia, the social entrepreneur, um, and I'm a social entrepreneur of a certain age. So my girls call me Sally Granny, which <laughs> is very nice. Um, and so I talk about my social enterprise and my social enterprise journey. Um, so I campaign about period poverty and period dignity. I speak out for uh, small businesses because that's a, you know, amazing that we've got such phenomenal social enterprises and so many SMEs in Scotland. I speak out for Scottish enterprise as well. So you know we have a we have a real privilege of running businesses in Scotland and we need to talk about how great Scotland is as a place to do business. So I speak out about women in enterprise, women leaders in enterprise. So we know that there's over 60% of social enterprises in Scotland are led by women, yay. But what about the SMEs that are led by women? Are we speaking out for those? Now we collectively working together. Sometimes I think, you know, um, we shouldn't be trying to stand on the shoulders of the other women that are being successful. We need to actually bring everybody along at the same time. And I remember at your event last year, a lady got, I can't remember her name, but she got young women up onto the platform with her and said the likelihood of them now doing that again is so much higher just by that one, one particular act. So I think that, thinking about how do we take other, other women and also how do we get out of the way when we're not, when we're not needed. Um, am I talking for too long? You need to shut me up. Good like this when, you, when you've had enough. Um, but also about leading, uh, leading enterprises that are scaling. You know, scaling is not, a, it's not a dirty word that we want to grow this thing. We want to make lots of money, lots of impact, lots of difference. We just happen to want to put that money back in to make a social change. But there's nothing wrong with Say I'm going to scale this. I'm going to scale the hell out of this thing. So you know, it's really you know we shouldn't hide our talents. And of course, we speak out for plastic free. Why would you buy a product that had the so one pad's got four or five plastic carry bags equivalent in it? One pad. Who knew? So what are we doing about plastic free menstrual products? Um. Well, I always say that. I have the best team in town. I work with incredible, incredible young women. Um, but we ask, as social entrepreneurs, we ask a huge amount of our teams, don't we? Really ask a lot of them. Um, we don't find it hard to recruit, so we put a job out recently that said work for the best team in town and work school hours. 
and after a day we had to switch the job ad off because we'd had 80 people apply. Why can't we change the way we work so mum can drop the kids off and do her job and then go and pick them up? Why do we work the hours we do when they do away with education? And we're missing out on such talent because it just doesn't fit. So I think we have a duty again to find roles for women and, and, and offer that. Um, and then shout about it, shout about your flexibility. Um, so all of the above puts sort of so many demands on our phenomenal team. And, and how do we repay them by being superstars? We say work harder. You're in a social enterprise. We expect you to work hard, don't we? We expect them to work hard. We say it's more than the job. We want to switch off, do we? So we don't expect them to switch off. You know, work harder. Sometimes work for less money. Work harder. It's not a job. You're changing the world. That's your payment. You know, there's big stuff they ask. They so ask so much more of them than maybe a full profit would ask them. We ask them for commitment. We ask them for more energy. So last week, my team launched their B2B offer in Visit Scotland, which was a huge thing. Two days later, they bounced into the Learning Festival, which was a school coming together of school kids and teachers to talk about menstruation. They had a couple of days there. This week, they're launching at Scotland. It's just like you know, another and another and another, and um, and we tell them that you know that it it's your job is never done. When will it be done? When do you, you hang up your boots? It's never. It's never done, is it? As a social entrepreneur, and we tell our team, it's never. It's never done. We tell them that it's more than pounds and pence. You know, you're in this for, as I said, you've got to buy one to sell one. But it's, it's more than pounds and pence, and it's more than sales per month, but we have sales targets. Um, it's got to be about social impact, and I think that, you know, we've got to broaden that conversation around, so what? What's the influence? What's the difference that you're making? I think we need to be really clear about the impact that we create. So we share our numbers. The first thing I did was told you how many pads and tampons we'd given away. Um, and we don't do that at social, at, as social entrepreneurs, as women leading businesses. We don't say how fab we are. Look what we've done. We actually need to share those numbers and be transparent about what those numbers mean. And, and, the, and the difficult thing is to measure that after you've donated the product, after you've had a fantastic session. What there's so what to that. So how many girls do we know are no longer skipping school? How many girls were feeling better about themselves? How many families who were just about managing mum feels better this week because she knows she's got some period products in her bathroom cabinet? We don't measure that kind of thing and we, and we need to make space for that. Um, so I never forget to thank our customers. We thank our customers constantly because it actually isn't Hey Girls that's donated 5.6 million products, is it? It's our customers that have done that. And so we thank them, constantly thank our customers for doing that. It's them that raises, raises all of this amazing donation. Um, but we also thank all the people that help us on our journey and I know, you know, just we three have get so much support, pro bono support from phenomenal individuals. And we'll say, can we just have a look at this press release? We'll ask someone from a, you know, a digital agency or a press agency, can you just skinny over this press release and see if it works? Or can I have some pro bono support to negotiate a lease kind of thing? Um, and they'll say, 
Oh, it was nothing. I said, thank you so much. That was massive. I was just about to sign something that probably would have closed us down. And they go, oh, it was nothing. It was nothing. It's just part of my day job. But actually, it's a huge part of, of how we've all succeeded is by leaning on others. Um, when things are good and you're on the growth, but also we lean on each other when you're feeling really worn out and you don't know where to go with it. So I think, you know, making sure you thank those people on, on your journey. Because um, as I say, it's those guys that created Hayes Girls. It's our customers that bought us. It's all that massive pro bono support, not me picking up a poster <laughs> myself. Bizarre. Um, <laughs> Um, so what I also found from those lovely things is they become ambassadors for Hegel's. So last night you became an ambassador for Hegel's. You would go away and you talk about it and, you know, and bank and become ambassadors for Hegel's. And you know, everybody becomes an ambassador by just giving a little bit of support or in RBS in terms of a lot of support. Thank you very much, RBS. Um, so I think you know, recognizing that is, is such an, an important thing to do. Um, I just wanted to finish by, I don't know if anybody follows Karen Fimbelu, I'm sure you guys do. So yeah. she did a little podcast the other day and it, I actually put it out there with the Obama kind of, we stand on the edge of mm -hmm. kind of speech. And Karen, um, she said that her small team, I don't want to get this wrong, but she said her small team, when she was speaking about them, I think there's eight or 12 of them. It's absolutely nothing, is it? Um, that we value the unique, uh, the unique talents, skills, and expertise that we all bring, and we are open-minded to continually learning. I think that is a fantastic thing. That you hold each other to account, you use the skills, you get the hell out of the way when your team have got it. I'm learning to do that. I'm a micromanager, so just let, let them do it. They've got this. Um, so I think that's a really phenomenal. Um, a phenomenal thing that she said there. So that's probably it for me. I'm conscious that you probably want to eat your lunch. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.